Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Professor and the Drunk. This week, I will be your professor. And I'll be your drunk. How have you been lately? I've been great. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I've been living a dream over here. You know, they say when white people say that, we're saying we're ready to kill ourselves. <laughs> oh, God. And that's kind of true. <laughs> no, no, no. Black people say we actually live in a dream. Oh, okay. Y'all are a little too intense. <laughs> no, I've, that meme's actually been floating around for a while. Though. So a lot of my people send it to me because I say shit like that. <laughs> it's definitely like, you know, when you have that one friend at work and you ask how they're doing and they say, oh, you know, I'm living the dream. What they really mean is I'm ready to go up to the roof and jump off. <laughs> White people are very sarcastic. Yeah. If <laughs> you like so, oh bless your heart! What? <laughs> <laughs> they are very, they are very sarcastic. So uh, I will fully admit I didn't actually bring too many topics this week, or I should say, I had one, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, no, I don't want to talk about that. And you, when I told you what it was, you looked at me and you said, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna protect ourselves <laughs> from any future hate, but we do. We did came up with some good last minute topics. We, yeah. So, so we're gonna start off right. I think I'm gonna take the lead for today. Okay. Um, so I don't know if I might say his last name wrong. I don't know if anybody knows David Cho. I don't C H O E Chow Cho. I think it is Cho. So, so basically, he's this um, dude, right? Um, yeah. And he's just, he's famous. I can't, I don't really know what he's famous for. But when I, I was watching this podcast, and I remember he was, they were interviewing him, and they were, he was talking about his travels when he was a teenager, how much he traveled from, like, being a teenager in his 20s. He did a lot of hitchhiking. Yeah, I can't relate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real, right? <laughs> But, um, yeah, he did a lot of hitchhiking. And, I mean, nowadays you do. I mean, this was hitchhiking in what, like, the, I want to say, like, maybe the 90s or the 80s in between that time. I don't know It's a very different time is. than nowadays. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I guess hitchhiking was, like, not as dangerous. I, I've, you know, I've always been told that. I actually have a few friends who are a bit older than me who are like, yeah, I went across the country hitchhiking. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They say hitchhiking, you're like, wait, what? Let's see. He's 45, so would that be like the 90s when he was a teenager? No, I, that would... That, I know you did not just say I'm that. I'm sorry, I said the 90s. I meant like 45, the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would be the 80s. I said the 90s. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he, that would be the 80s when he was hitchhiking. So, jeez, when was Ted Bundy running around? <laughs> like... 60s. Okay, I think. so he 60s, didn't learn 70s. his lesson. But <laughs> so basically, he did a lot of hitchhiking and he said he traveled the world hitchhiking. And he said one thing that I actually can relate to. He was just like, one thing he loved about hitchhiking is that he connected with the people that picked him up. Yeah. Because he said, at one point, you're riding in the car with them for hours. And he said, it's where you get to that last like hour or 30 minutes or so, and it kind of clicks in that person's head who's driving you. I will never see this dude ever again. Yeah. So he's like, one minute, it's just they start telling their business. And he said one point, one time he was there, and he said, it's even as simple as I fucked my sister when I was 12. We, 
Yeah. And I, when he said that, I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, people just people just tell their business like that because you'll never see this person ever again. Right. So you tell them, you know, your deepest, darkest secrets. He said he had people tell him all types of stuff. I killed a person. I did right. this. I, I was raped. I was I did drugs. I was doing this. Blah, blah, blah. He said he's learned so much. He said even there was one time this one dude um, admitted to him that he was going to rape him. Him and his friend had um, got a hitchhike from this one country dude. Like, it's just like he said, he was like in Hicksville. He was like, he got um, a ride, and the dude was like, hey, you know, it's uh, it's kind of it's cold or something outside. No, it's hot outside and all that other stuff. Y'all should come back to my house, and I'll cook y'all up some food, and y'all can take a clean shower because y'all kind of dirty and everything. And at first, they're like, I don't know. But then they heard shower and air conditioning and all this other stuff. And they're like, ah, shit, okay. There's two of us. We'll be fine. They said they slept in the living room. And they said what was weird is that, like, these, it was like this this activist, gay rights activist. I hope I said this right. Gay right activism, activism, geez. activist situation was going on. I think it was. And he was he was commenting about it. He was just like, oh, yeah, look at him. Look at him, uh, gay people. Nah, nah, disgusting, nah, nah. And then he had said, you know, I'm gay. And you don't see me doing stuff like that. And then um, they were looking at each other. Him and his friend were looking at each other like, what? Like, okay, maybe. I mean, no judgment, but yeah, okay, cool. cool. And then they said when he, the dude, he waited for the dude to go to sleep. They took a shower. He said he took a shower. And then his friend was like, nah, I ain't taking a shower right now. They were like, are you sure? He was like, nah, I ain't taking a shower. He said, okay. So they went to bed. And they said, they thinking this dude going to sleep. No, his light is still on. Right. And it's like late at night. So they're looking at each other like, hey, we'll take turns. You go to sleep, I go to sleep. You go to sleep, I go to sleep. Every yeah. hour. They switching. Yeah, he's like, they're switching hours. He's like, I said, he said, I got a knife by my um, neck, so if anything happens. He said, this dude still hasn't fallen asleep yet. And they're like scared out of their fucking mind. They're like, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he said, one minute, it was my turn. David, he says, my turn to be up. And he's like, this dude is still not sleeping. He sees this dude stalking around. He said he he seen the dude get out of his room, so he pretended to go to sleep with like the night knife hiding. He yeah. said the, the dude was hovering over him, looking down on him. And he just knew because he felt his presence. Yeah. And he felt him breathing and everything. He was like sitting there, like, oh my God, what the fuck? And he was like, Oh shit, oh shit, it's about to be the time. And then the dude like huffed and he just he left. So he barely got any sleep that night. And then out of nowhere, they heard the next, the morning that came up, they heard him get in the car and leave. So they were like, they got up. He's like, okay, he's gone. Let's go, let's go. His friend was like, nah, I'm about to go take a shower. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm about to go take a shower. He's gone. I'm about to go. So his friend took a good shower. Right in the middle of him leaving, the dude had um, came back and said, hey, where you guys going? I'm about to make y'all some breakfast. And he was like, yeah, let's stay for some breakfast. And they were like, yeah, yeah sure, we'll stay what for breakfast. <laughs> How do you go through that the night before? I'm like, oh, you know what? Eggs and bacon sound really yeah, good right now. Like, and, and he even admitted, he's like, I mean, thinking about it, we were like 18, 19. We were some dumbasses. Like, we could have been left. Right. But he was just like, yeah. So we, we sat there for breakfast and eggs and stuff. And he said at one point in the middle of them having breakfast and eggs, he's like, I guess it hit that point where... The dude was just like, I will never see these kids ever again. So let me just say it. He was like, yeah, so uh, last night I was thinking about raping y'all. Last night, he said, y'all just look so peaceful and so cute and so nice. I just, I was just thinking about it. 
I think I was thinking like maybe they wouldn't mind if I just touch them. And it said he said he said as soon as he said that they were like oh okay yeah uh, yeah they were like thanks for breakfast bye they ran out the door they grabbed their stuff and ran out the door he said it was so bad because they heard the neighbors laughing like oh there goes again like because and then they had them thinking he did this before yeah right but um I just wanted to tell that story because it was kind of funny but when. What David was trying to say, what David was saying, well, like, you'll never see those people again. I've had situations like that several times. Because I used to ride in lifts a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was always, and he was right, there was always that time period you're in the lift. And you just say to yourself, you will never see this person ever again. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and then the lift driver just start telling you shit. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting there like, what the fuck? But you never see them again. I mean, I've had lift drivers tell me some crazy shit. I've right. had one tell me that he was a agent for rappers. And he... Basically, spend his life instead of looking for the next Cardi B, next Nicki Minaj, next this. He just spent his life finding one-hit wonders and then screwing them over. He said that's how he does his career. He's like, I make money off of screwing people over. He's like, so I give them a contract, I let them get, I get them TV time, commercial time, I give them like you know radio, all this other stuff, make them feel like they're on top of the world for like their first six or so months, and then as soon as their song died down. Uh, he's like, oh, no. he said, I buy them all types of chains, big chains, little chains, jewelry all over their finger, the all the designer stuff. He said, as soon as their song dies down and they're ir- they become close to irrelevant, I take all that stuff away, take all their designer stuff, rings, necklaces, and I left. I leave them with the smallest necklace with their name on it, and I send them back home. And I tell them, like, hey, bro, you come up with some more music, you know who to call. He said he did that to about 10 rappers already. That's fucked. He a millionaire. I can imagine, because yeah. like once you do that, you get most of the royalties because yeah. it's under contract. Exactly. And he'd be like, and their contract lasts for like two years. So he's like six months of them being big. Because if you think about it, that is how much a rapper is going for. It's like six months. Yeah. You're listening to their song for like a good six months. Yep. He's like six months, but I got a contract on them for two years. So let's say they decide to come up with another song. I'm right here at the door. Yep. And I, I was just sitting there like, damn, that's crazy. I've had one lady tell me that um, she shot her um, ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She shot him near on the thigh. She was aiming for his dick, but she's like, I can't. She was like, I can't shoot. Um, she's like, I have bad aim. <laughs> pretty bad aim. That's a pretty wide berth. Man. Yeah, I forgot. I But I don't even remember exactly how half of these conversations start. It just starts with, I know usually it starts with like, uh you have a nice car. Or, right. you from around here? <laughs> Usually it starts with, if I don't say, they usually say, are you from around here? Or they say, or I say, oh, you have a nice car. And then they kind of keep going into stuff like their career. And then right. somehow with that lady, I remember, it was it was a lady, I think I still have her voice recorded. Her, her voice was so, like, radio-ish. Like, it was weird. It was like I was listening to, like, a robot. And, like, I was like, why is her voice like this? And she just said it. She's like, yeah, so she's like, I'm currently doing Lyft right now because, you know, I lost my job. I was like, oh, how you lose your job? She's like, I shot my ex-boyfriend in the thigh. I was aiming for his um, dick, but it didn't work. But it didn't work. Yeah, she's like, I have terrible aim. And I was like, why'd you shoot him in the, in the penis? She's like, um, she actually found him on top of his knee, on top of her niece. That's why. You know what? Never mind. I'll take it back. She Needed to shoot. Yeah, exactly. it, I was actually gonna make a joke about do you know how you fix missing? What? Fuck shot. 
And I was going to make that joke, but now that I hear that, she needed that book Yeah, shot. she said that she found him on top of her niece. And then, I mean, it was so amazing. Somebody told me that, you know, they were, this Jamaican dude told me that he was uh, recovering, um, um, what's it called? Bath salts. Right, yeah. Bath salts, he said. Bath salts was his name. Bath salts, coke and shit. He was telling me that it started, the conversation started with, you Jamaican? fuck did that happen? <laughs> um, I had one dude tell me that um, he chose to be homeless and that he actually lived in the car that we were riding in at that time. Really? I would have never known because that car was like spotless, clean, nothing homey about that car at all. Right. Um, yeah, so people just tell you, I know so much shit about strangers. If I yeah. see them today, I don't think I would ever act the same around them. <laughs> but, I mean, he he had a point. I can imagine hitchhiking across the world, being in the car for hours with yeah. them, and they're just telling you some shit. So, if you ever want to know, hear some crazy story, go hitchhiking. Right. It's very dangerous. Don't do it. It's extremely dangerous. But, or you could do, um, you know, that thing people do. You're like backpack across Europe. You can hear some stories that way too. I think that is so stupid. Why? <laughs> you mean you don't want to go backpacking across Europe? Who the fuck? What? <laughs> okay, so I see. I don't know if this is becoming like a trip. I know people do it, right? But I've seen more people than usual do it on like TikTok now. People be like, yeah, I'm about to ride my bike. There's one girl. I'm going to ride my bike through all 48 states, right? And people are like asking her, like, why 48? There's 50. And she's like, well, I can't get to Hawaii or Alaska. She's not wrong. <laughs> exactly. So she... If you want to go to Alaska, you're going to have to go through the wilderness that is Canada. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's going to take fucking forever <laughs> just to get to Alaska. So she's like, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to all 48 states. And, like, she's gaining followers over time. I mean, even I follow her because I was like, let's see if she's actually going to fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, there's another one, People, these two people who are backpacking across, I don't know where the fuck they, I think they're going from Mexico to um New York or something. That's cool. What the fuck? I, I think that's just so stupid. I just take a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think we're like Mexico to something. I think Canada or something. I don't know. I mean, for those people, and you know, I'm that kind of person as well. So I can, I, I get where they're coming from. But it's definitely like it takes the mentality of a person who's very much a it's the journey, not the destination thing. Oh my god, <laughs> no, bro, I can't do it. Somebody came up with the you know, idea. I mean, like, there's buses, there's planes, there's cars, yeah, there's boats. Even I'll sit, I'll sit on a fucking boat. If that's the fucking... You sit... Oh, my God. They be having, like, stuff like dehydrated food to keep on for years. They be having stuff... But then I be thinking, like, what if you get mowed by a bear? Whoa. Didn't we install that window there? Well, uh, never mind that, y'all. Look, it's the professor here from... You know what? Don't worry about when I'm from. I'm just here to tell you if you could follow us on Twitter over at Professor Drunk and also leave us a very nice review... And follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Because it'll be a great help. It'll help us overall. It'll help us make more podcasts for you to listen to. Just please. I beg you. Anyway, I'm going to send you back over to my other self now. What you doing? You know, people who backpack tend to not go to places where bears will be. Bears be anywhere nowadays. That is true. I mean... Wait, are we talking about the same kind of bear? (laughs) 
Are you talking about men? <laughs> I thought you were. No. Because the bears could be anywhere. Like, they on. do. They do. Okay, actual animals be bears be anywhere. Like, all animals be anywhere. I've seen like five armadillos dead on the road. Yeah, because armadillos are native to where we live. No. Yes. No, they're in the desert. They are native to where we live too. We don't live in the desert. Not all armadillos live in the desert. That's fucking stupid. That's like saying all like pangolins live in Australia. <laughs> a good amount of them do, but not all. Of them. No, no, run that back. A what pang- did you say? A pangolin. <laughs> what? You say it again. Why? No. Why? Pangolin. Do you you know what a pangolin is? Don't you? No. What the fuck is a pangolin? You honestly don't know what a pangolin is. <laughs> uh, it's, no. They're cousins to the armadillo. What is a pangolin? Oh, I, <laughs> I thought you were saying penguin. No, a pangolin. And I was just like, what the hell are you trying to say? P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N, pangolin. <laughs> My bad, I thought you were trying to say penguin. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, is that really what you're calling a penguin today? A pangolin? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, penguins, they live in Australia, right? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I should, I'm, I'm even wrong about that. Penguins, most penguins live in like the area of like the Asia's China, that area. Dude, I don't even know what a penguin is. I mean, I've seen the picture, but I, if I would have seen that pangolin in real life, I think I would shit myself and kick it. <laughs> she would yeah, they're out. bipedal, right? Who? They were they walk on two feet. Yeah, I would have pieced that shit out. <laughs> like, their head stays even to their body, and they have, like little, like, little front paws that come down, but they hold them like this. So you just see them walking along. <laughs> yeah, I would have fought that thing. <laughs> but I right-hooked it as soon as I seen it. It's not that big. It's about... It, it would come up to, like, maybe your knee. That makes it even worse. I would have kicked the shit out of that thing. That would have scared the hell out of me. When animals scare me, I have a bad habit of trying to kick it. Oh, like, okay. that's why I'd be telling people, if you have a dog that look like a rat, please keep it away from me. And I will feel really bad after kicking it. Yeah, I would kick the shit out of that thing. Yeah, that's what they do when they, like, threaten they ball up like an armadillo. <laughs> yeah, I would have to kick. Uh, I feel so bad. I'm, I'm, oh, my gosh, I have a story. Um, one time, I had this friend. We were at the, we were at the park at Grayson Day. Uh, um, it was called Grayson Day. Yeah. And she bought her tiny little chihuahua to Grayson Day and we were like sitting by like the park area we were just talking and then she like came with the dog that dog was quiet I thought the dog was gonna bark when I tell you that dog came behind me I felt something sniff my leg I see I said oh shit and I kicked it <laughs> and all I heard was <laughs> and I said and she looked at me oh my god <laughs> She went over to it, and like I remember looking at it. I said, "What the hell is that?" She's like, "It's a dog. He's a chihuahua." Da, da. I said, "That looks like a rat," and I felt so bad because it was, it was limping and it was crying, and I just said, "Y'all can't do that to me. You need to shave Y'all that." Y'all can't thing. do that. I said, "You need to let that thing grow more hair, or shave it, or <laughs> I don't know. I think put some clothes on it." Right. I don't know, put a thing on it that says, I'm a dog, do not kick. <laughs> she looks like a giant rat. <laughs> but, um, so, 
Let's move on to... Yeah, speak, speaking of dangerous things, there's another thing you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Online, online, online dating. dating. Online dating. We've all done it before. You it's say just, that I know a few people who haven't. Are you serious? I think everybody should do online dating. Right. It's a great way to experience. It's, if you think it's weird, it's the same thing as if you go on like Instagram and Facebook and DM somebody. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. It's just you guys are all there for one intention, to mm-hmm. meet somebody. Unless they specifically say in their bio, like, I'm only here to make friends. Why the fuck you on a dating app? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. But um, online dating, majority of us have done it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's actually a great way to figure out what you want in life. And you'll meet some interesting people. I know you've met some interesting people. I don't, I don't know. know. What you mean. Come on. I'm about to say. <laughs> don't. I know. No, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, online dating. I mean, everybody's seen Catfish. Yeah. It's the funniest version of online dating. It is. It is so fucking funny because people are... You you meet people who catfish people all the time. Yeah. I don't get... Have you ever catfished anybody? Me personally? Yeah. No. What's the point of catfishing? I think it's like a... I, w- I personally would imagine it's almost like a power trip kind of thing. Really? Or the the two instances in my head would be like a power trip or like you're just so desperate and lonely that you get in your head that like one on one wants me, so I'll be someone else. Oh my god. People go to the highest extent to catfish. Yeah. Like they'd be like okay, there'll be like stories where they'd be like, Yeah, I've been talking to this dude for ten years and I've yet to like meet them on like video chat and everything. Then right. everybody gets silent like 10 years and you have not seen this person's face? Yeah. And we haven't even talked on the phone. What? You guys been messaging and texting? Yeah, we've been dating for 10 years. Like, y'all have gotten to that point, which is, in some instances, it's like, okay, cool, right? But then it gets to the point where it's like, (laughs) they try to meet them. Right. And then the excuses. Yes. And the excuses get so bad. They be like, the what it starts off with like, oh yeah, sorry, my car broke down. Yeah, understandable, cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm getting evicted tomorrow. Uh okay. Was there not a warning of that? Then it goes from, yeah, um, I died. What? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. You talking to me from beyond the grave? <laughs> No, no, like they'll get like family members to like contact them and be like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah they'll be like, yeah, my brother, he got shot yesterday. He where wanted me to contact you and tell him. Yeah, no, that's where you play. The, oh, the where, yeah, where do y'all live? Kind of look at the obituary. <laughs> it, it should be so fucking bad. And they'll be like, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, what got worse is when they came from the dead. And they'll be like, yeah, my sister's a fucking liar. Don't believe her. Like, two years later, right. they come back. Like, my sister's a fucking liar. Don't believe her. So I've just been backpacking across the yeah, world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, I've been backpacking, backpacking across the world. Like, don't believe her. And then it doesn't occur to them. But, like, come on. Two years is a big gap. That's a very big gap. If the sister was really lying, why didn't he, he, why didn't he or she contact you within those two years and say right. anything? Why did it take them two years to contact you? They don't have cell service with their backpacking, <laughs> exactly. <don't> you know? <laughs> they t- sorry. I, that means they really they just forgot about you after they died. Yeah. Sorry to come back to life. Like, oh, shit. Remember they were in a coma? Oh, my gosh. Just one person was like, I'm in a, I was in a coma for six years. 
Yeah. And the first thing you did was message me. Exactly. Not not any physical therapy, not any <laughs> other therapy, not any because you know that like really fucks with your head. Comas. Yes. Like you could listen like nine times out of ten, you're not gonna be able to you're gonna come out of a coma and not even be able to speak. Exactly. How are you messaging me? The first thing you do is message me. And the crazy thing about it too is like I be thinking when they be like, Yeah, he was in a coma for like six years and I was like, Wow, that's crazy. Then the first thing be going through my head, like and the first thing he did six years later was contact you mm-hmm. because that's a that was running through his head for the past six years. Just sitting there in your own mind palace being like, can't wait to be able to talk to her again. Right, can't <laughs> wait to talk to Jessica. <laughs> Look, I missed her so much. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, can't, like, Cynthia, I miss Cynthia so fucking much. I'm just running through my mind. But like, Cynthia, for the past six years in my own head, I've been thinking about you and only you. And see, the funny thing about this is you know a robot chicken, don't you? Mm-hmm. So there's a robot chicken bit. That perfectly describes my feelings on the coma excuse. (laughs) And it's a dude who's like, he's in a coma. He's like, well, I got plenty of time to think now, I guess. And he he comes up with this comic idea. I can't remember what it was. And he's like, I got to keep that in mind. So when I get out, I can go make it and make money. He's like, yeah, cool. Then like two seconds later, he thinks of something else. He's like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. But at least, but it's not worth it. At least I have the comic idea. What was it? What was it? What was it? And then it just cut instantly. Oh my. That's how, like, that's, I can imagine that's how it would happen. It probably So I don't would. want to hear that bullshit. Of, oh, I've been thinking about you for six years. <laughs> when I come. You would have forgot about her within 10 minutes. And not even that. You know, if I was in a coma for six years, it would take me like forever to catch up with society. Oh, 100%. I saw a Reddit comment. Okay. People were, I can't remember that they, they were talking about something like, what's your weirdest experience at work or something? And we, some dude commented, he's like, yeah, um, like right when COVID hit, I was at work doing my thing. And this dude comes in just freaking the fuck out <laughs> without a mask. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> what happened to everyone? And we get him calmed down. We give him a mask. And we explain everything. And it turns out he's been off the grid for like six years. Really? And he had no idea what was happening. And he came back. He came to town to get some coffee or something like you you restock. Uh-huh. And he just walks into like a town full of people wearing masks. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> was he off the grid for six years? People go off the grid for all kinds of reasons. God, that's a long time. If you go off the grid, you kind of intend to stay off the grid. But why? Uh-huh. Oh my God! You, that's terrible. What happened six years ago? What was it? Two thousand what? When he when he commented, it would have been like twenty fifteen. Oh my God! So yeah. much has happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many people have left. So many people have. I would have been tripped the fuck up. Yeah, it's like um those people when because you know. For astronauts who want to colonize Mars or stuff like that, mm-hmm. they have to go like they have to do simulations to make sure you're gonna be good doing that. Yeah. So they put you in isolation in like what would be like a closest as they can. Like they give you like the whole colony tube system and put you in the desert and you cannot have outside contact for however long they need to simulate. Gosh. And that happened with the Trump presidency. There was a colony who had to come out of it into the Trump presidency. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So they left when Obama was president and came back to that. Like, I cannot imagine how fucked up I would be. Oh, I would be so fucked. That shit would fuck me up. <laughs> Can you imagine? You come in Obama's presidency. Oh my gosh. And what if some of them were like, 
like really conservative and like Republican too, they wouldn't help but have a trip. <laughs> oh my God. Or like, oh my God. Just in general, it doesn't matter. Actually, it doesn't even matter what you put yourself as. You would have a fucking trip. Yeah. It's Donald fucking Trump. It's like you walk out, <laughs> it's like every, and your like crew who is keeping you there comes and update you on everything. And uh, the new president is Donald Donald J. Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? So I know uh, you must have misspoke or I misheard you or something. No, it, it is Donald J. Trump. What? <laughs> For real? You would sit there like just having a conversation. Like, keep me up to speed. Yo, Donald Trump's our president. You said who? <laughs> the, the billionaire? <laughs> yeah. It's like those family guy moments. Oh, well, that's cool. You have your what? The billionaire? <laughs> Donald, Donald. <laughs> It's like your fire truck. Yeah, like, Mr. You're fired. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean, Donald Trump? Like, gosh, next thing you're going to tell me that uh, Hillary went for president, too. Oh, well, you see, what? <laughs> exactly. You're like, what? Come on. You're just going to say all this shit. Gosh, next thing you're going to tell me that um, the vice president now is going to be is black and is a female. Oh, you're going to really love this. that's terrible to be off the grid for that long like so much has really happened we went from like have and then like okay so it's crazy because if you go off the grid from like what obama was president like what 2008 that's when 2014 yeah 2008 sorry okay 2008 to 2016 right so 2008 let's say you went off the grid as soon as obama became president you're like wow so i guess first black president crazy like, awesome, off the grid. Come back. And you would think that because you're off the grid, that, like, with leaving off the grid like that, you would think, like, at this point, you're thinking anything's possible. Yeah. You could come back and society's collapsed. Yeah. Which might be the reason you left in the first place. <laughs> it kind of did collapse. <laughs> you came back and, let's see, Justin and Selena are no longer a couple. Right, uh, I know, right? Justin Bieber's married to somebody random named Haley Bieber. <laughs> um, and Selena's still single. I'm trying to think of like big, like what something would actually Bobby Smurda's out of jail. Who? Oh, you don't know who Bobby Smurda is? No, I do. I just didn't hear you the first time. Bobby Smurda's out of jail. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, damn, what else? Yeah. Hillary ran for president. Um, what was the um? Gay people got their rights taken away. No, had gotten their rights fully. Got oh, gay people were allowed to. Um, the LGBT community was allowed to get married. Had were allowed to, and then they slowly got their rights taken away again, and then it's regained back to them. Yeah, yeah, that was fun time. That, that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, what or, else? Uh, what if you <laughs> you went in like at the peak? Of Lincoln Park being amazing. You come out to find out Chester Bennington committed suicide. Like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Just, you think about it. If you did go off the year, all this shit would be mind-fucking bending. Yeah. We went through, how many pandemics did we go through? One that I can think of. We went through a minor one. Ebola. Ebola, yeah. That wasn't a minor one. That's not a pandemic. That's just... Everybody treated it like... Maybe because I was a kid. It's We were both young at the time, but it wasn't a pandemic. It was more of if this virus becomes widespread, it has a lot 
of issues. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it's it's not a virus that's like, oh, you're going to get sick and maybe die. It's a virus. Of, you're going to bleed from every single orifice until you die. Yeah. <laughs> it was more than a great time. No. How many how many viruses did we go through, though? Of that? Yeah. Uh, there was swine flu. Swine. Ebola. Ebola. COVID. Yeah. Uh Bird, well, bird, bird flu comes and goes every year. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Swine flu was the biggest one because it was new. Yeah. I can't really think of anything else. You know, so let's say about three. So far, we went through three different viruses. One turned into a pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's where we are now with a mask. Unless you come to like Georgia, Atlanta, then nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Uh, what else? I uh, find out the royal family of the UK is collapsing in on itself. Yeah. <laughs> the king died. The wife, the, the, the queen. The husband is. of the queen died. Yeah, he wasn't the hus- technically the king. Oh, what well, uh, the the queen's husband died, and she's um holding on to a string too because of it. Her um grandson has decided fuck the royal family. Did he? Isn't he the one who's supposed to be taking the throne? No, he's no. the younger one. Oh, it's the younger um, one. Um, what's her face? There's. I sound really fucking stupid right now. The Diana Diana's son said fuck the fuck the family and left. Damn, I wonder why. The one who married um Meghan Markle. Oh, why? Because of how they were being treated. How were they being treated? I wasn't, I don't keep up with them. Okay, so, fun fact. Most Americans don't really know this. And if they do, it's just a whatever kind of thing. UK is just about as racist as America. I could have figured that one yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that one. I, if somebody, I didn't know that, but honestly, hearing it, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the because Meghan Markle is mixed or is she black? Uh-huh. I don't know. She's not white. I know that much. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. And, I think I've seen her before. Yeah, I think she's. Yeah, she's not white. Uh, is it Harry? For a black community, if she's mixed with black, then she's black. She yeah. Is it Harry? It is Harry. Okay, so Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. I think it was Prince. Yes, Prince Harry, and they married. Mm-hmm. And it became this big thing of behind closed doors, obviously. Like the royal family would never do this in public. Behind closed doors, the royal the royal family would be like, Oh, you can't do this, it's bad, it's, it's gonna put a bad image on us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then you also had the paparazzi of the UK who follow the royal family religiously, just constantly doing tabloids and all kinds of bullshit. Like, oh, well, they're treating the child like this. The child's mixed now. The oh, she, yeah. Didn't yeah. they go to Oprah and say that? Yeah. They said it's... Oh, man, Oprah said, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because they, they said they were concerned about the skin color, what the baby was going to come out of. Yep. And Oprah said, they said, what? That's what the paparazzi <laughs> were saying. Because for some reason... And like I have a few UK friends. Most of them will say they don't give a shit about the royal family. It's more than just like a tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't, aren't even really politically involved anymore. Yeah, I can see that. But for whatever reason, some of the older crowd of England of the UK and some of the paparazzi and tabloids and everything treat them still like they're the crown mark. Like everything depends on them. To the tabloid? Well, that makes sense. They have to. They, I mean, yeah, they have to. But. It, it got to a point where, like, and also if anyone who's listening to this knows better than I, keep in mind I'm American. I'm just talking from, like, what I've been told and what I've seen about it. All right. But, <laughs> yeah, Prince Harry and her just, like, not disavowed, but said they're no longer part of the royal family and just left. That's crazy. Yeah. 
That's cool. They're pretty cool people. Yeah. From what I've seen. They are really cool people. <laughs> well, I guess he said, fuck the throne. I yeah. don't want it. Yeah, no, he was not the next in line. Some of the older ones are. I think his older brother's the next in line. Now that the... There's it, the one who's supposed to be king when, you know, um, Elizabeth, you know, kicks the bucket. Yeah. Is he's like old. I think yeah, he's like 60. Brother, I think he's like 60, 70. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me because if I was in charge of it, who's next in line, I would have been like, bro, you're about to die soon too. So Well, it's traditionalism, you know. It has to go to whoever is actually next in the bloodline. Yeah, and I know, still. That dude's about to kick the bucket in about 20 years too. So, um, And then after that, I think it's the dude who's... Who's the dude who lost his hair? He got the... William? Yeah, I or think it's Charles. Him. Not the redhead. Uh, that's that's the other one I was talking the about. The one who's bald. Like yeah, I know. Uh, hold on. After him, I think it's him. The British line of succession is Oops. Prince Charles. Yeah. Which is Elizabeth's son. Right. He's the oldest. Next after him would be Prince William. Yeah, Prince William would be next. The Duke of Cambridge, yes. Yeah. And then after... Prince William, it is William's son, George. Oh. Who is like six years old right now. <laughs> so by the time he goes up, he'll probably be like, what, in his 50s, 60s? Yeah. Yeah, so everybody gets to be king for 20 years. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Harry is sixth in line. Wow. wow. So. He'll be gone by the time he actually gets a chance <laughs> with him not being part of the royal family anymore, as he says anymore. It doesn't matter anyway. I mean, yeah. So the royal family. Yeah. OK. I can see why the UK would be very racist. Yeah. It makes sense. Not like, like they, invented, said well, they didn't invent slavery, but not like they didn't bring it to most of the world. They did. <laughs> That's the joke. They did. Uh, they did. I forgot. They're the reason why America's the way it is. Yeah. God, we're mad at America. We should be mad at them. God, hey, stay with this world. It's a shit. <laughs> you know, um, actually, funny story. I'd have to find the video, but there's a video who like showed this off and explained it to me. Linguistically, mm-hmm. the like southern accent, like the Georgia, North Carolina area. Mm-hmm is actually the closest accent to what English used to sound back when we were colonialized. Really? Yeah. I want to hear that. I have to find the video for you. I want to hear it. I we, bet it's terrible. No, it's it's really interesting. It's just like, um, because it's like, you know, the, the Queens or the Royal English. Like, you don't say bath, you say bath. That kind of thing. Okay. As time went on, of the, like, English accent, because, like, it's it's it is not a secret. Everyone knows the southern colonies like Georgia and everything were Tory held. We were the kind we were the colony that when they you know we want to be with England. We, yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at us now. Yeah, right. We were always so the South was always so rebellious. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, look at us now. They but call us like, free Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So now you you have like most of the like very strong English minded people or English bloodline mm-hmm. in the South. So we kept that accent for so long, and as time went on, it just evolved into like the Southern drawl. Right. But if you were to like not necessarily speed it up, but change it and look it back, you could see that's just how English talked at the time. Gosh, why are we in Georgia? <laughs> and the video also explains um, you can go to like Louisiana. You, you know how they talk. Yeah. Everybody knows how they talk. You Baby. can actually look at that up. 
I'll look that and like reverse it back and see it's just like French but slowed down. Yeah, Louisiana is such a they, the way they talk is so funny. <laughs> I can't help but like be so. It's not funny like ha ha ha. It's funny like it's just so entertaining. It's like yeah. yeah, it's so entertaining to listen. Like I be hearing these people on like social media. They be like, baby, and get a um cool drink, and I be like, why do they say that? <laughs> it be, but um, how did we end up in this topic? Because uh, we were talking about online dating. Oh yeah, online dating. We are talking about weird people, and then we got to talking about being off the grid. And then from there, it went to, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the coma and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, here's a here's a theory, right? Okay. Okay, so you think, okay, with people who like to do, like, online dating and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, what's the hardest part about, it's not a theory, what's the hardest part about online dating? That's a good question. What is the hardest part? That's a very good question. Um, for me personally, I would say not the hardest part, but one of the things that is hardest for me mm. is actually holding conversations. Right. Because people don't know how to fucking hold a conversation. Of course. This shit's fucking hard. Especially if you like... It, I think... Okay, I think um, holding a conversation is kind of hard because you're like... It is, but... Most people don't really put in the effort, I would argue. Yeah. Because I'll, like, let's say I match up with a girl. I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Like, obviously, I don't say that. I'm not going to say what I normally say. I'm not the kind of douchebag who starts off with a pun or a joke. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't do that. But I try and, like, riff off their profile. And be like, oh, I saw you were, like, said you were really into literature. I'm a writer myself. I've studied literature. What's, like, your favorite genre? Stuff like that. Right. And what always grinds my gears and tends to always happen is people giving, like, one-word responses. Like you are yeah. not putting in the effort and it's very obvious you're not. So why the fuck am I going to talk to you? Hey, how are you? Fine. Yeah. So that's so like for using the literature example. Oh, like what's your favorite genre? Horror. Oh, well, what do you like about it? It's thrilling. Cool. Yeah, that, I will agree. That shit's, that shit's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like how you going to be on this app trying to find somebody you want in one word? And then if it's like Tinder or something like that. You match with that person, or like yeah. Bumble or something like that. You match with that person, so obviously we like match. You saw something, her. yeah. So don't act like I'm some random person that found <laughs> you. Like we found each other. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I think what I think is the hardest thing about um, what I think is the hardest thing. I think there's just so many people on one app that you. It's a lot of mischances. There is. It's yes, one hundred percent. I. Get that entirely. Yeah, there's a lot of mischances. There's a lot. And because, and I've had this conversation with other people before, dating apps, online dating in general, tends to give people, and I don't mean this in the negative sense, because this is going to sound real shitty, what is about to come out of my mouth. Let it out. People tend to overshoot on online dating. Explain. Like, okay. We know what I look... No one else but the two people in this room right now... Yeah. <laughs> ...know what I look like. And I will admit, I tend to overshoot as well. Right. But what I mean is like... And, you know, people say like, oh, it's on the number system. If you're a five, you can't shoot for a ten. I don't agree with that. Okay. For me, it does come down to personality. But I mean like... In the sense of like, you need to be eye-catching. Right. And not in the, oh, you need to look good. But you need to make yourself stand out. Right. So a lot of the misconnections tend to be like people who just like either don't know how to make a profile 
or have made one that isn't necessarily eye-catching. Right. So people just kind of skip over, like, oh, you don't really interest me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it happens a lot. Right. If you don't, yeah. Because at the end of the day, online dating is just, like, the social game. Yeah, it all is. You have to find... Yeah, the people who, like, post half-naked are more likely to get recognized than the people who actually post real pictures of themselves doing everything, things. Yeah. Stuff like that. See, and I, w- I definitely agree with you, but I also would say, as weird as this sounds... I actually go for the people who, more who post like just pictures of them doing everyday things. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's more realistic. That it's more real. It's more realistic, and like for me, it also feels like the people who post half naked pictures are very obviously after one thing. Yeah, <laughs> good time, <laughs> not a long time, but a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I was doing it, I uh, would go for someone who was in between, like not posting half naked pictures, but like. Actually, I'm not even gonna lie. I used Tinder for what Tinder was intended for. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. what I had used it for, and so, but I was very, I was very um, picky about who I picked because I did not pick the people who do half day pictures because that's fucking weird. Um, I think to this day, I still think if you post nudes, that's fucking weird. That's, yeah. Um, because I don't know. I just have a problem. I have a problem with seeing men's bare chest. Right. I think that's just fucking weird. Why is your shirt off? Like, I say that shit to myself all the time. I'd be like, why is your shirt off? Like, it doesn't matter if you're female or male. I think that's fucking weird. Even a kid. I'd be like, when, you know, some parents let their kids roam around with just a diaper on? Yeah. I think that's weird. Yeah, I get that. I don't like touching babies all the time who have no clothes on. Yeah. I, I think, like, I pick up my little cousins and they'd be having, like, only diaper on. I'd be touching their bare skin. Like, this is so fucking weird. Like, <laughs> I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, so we all know that my kids in the future will always have clothes on. <laughs> That's just, I just think it's weird. But the ones who post, I think that's just so unattractive, the ones who post, you know, pretty much nude photos. Right. You're trying to show off your body. But Why? That's why. Like, I get that. Besides the person who's sitting on the screen jacking off, who else are you trying to impress? Because at the same time, if you think about it, the only person you're truly attracting and attracting and impressing is that one person who has their slong in their hands jerking off. If you think about it for real, yeah, no, nobody, I know what you mean. nobody's sitting there zooming in talking about, oh, what beautiful. Body that's good, and with, unless they have their slong in their fucking hand, like that's what I literally I be thinking that, and I, that has to be fucking true because I be thinking there's nobody doesn't matter if you're man or female because there's no girl with their hand down their pants, you know, rubbing themselves out to a guy with his shirt off. It's all so male or female. I feel like if you post on it, you're risking the fact that somebody nine times out of ten, and yes, I say nine times out of ten, yeah. is holding that screen on their fucking toilet or in their fucking room, slinging it out on their slong and just going to town with just a picture while they're swiping right on you. Yeah. Hoping that you swipe right on them. I mean, nine times out of 10. So I think, so at the end of the day of this discussion, posting naked pictures or half naked pictures is fucking stupid. Yes, I would agree. You're being perved on by a screen. Yeah. So why get mad if somebody purrs on you in person? 
No, there's the disconnect where I don't necessarily no. agree. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Now, should somebody jerk off right in front of you? No. No. No, no, no. no. That's inappropriate. That's wrong. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's nasty, right? Yes. Um, so somebody be touching themselves in front of you? No. But I'm saying, like, when I say perv on you, I'm not saying in the, um, make this serious, because I'm not saying in the uncomfortable, inappropriate sense. Like, they're like, yeah, licking their lips in front of you, winking at you, sticking their tongue out, all that. I'm not saying that. But why should you be, don't be upset when someone's looking you up and down, winking at you, staring at you across the room. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable, but if you present yourself out like that, you get what I'm trying to say? I get what you're trying to say, and I also think you need to realize the difference in these two scenarios is consent. Yeah, consent is a big thing, no because doubt. if you're putting like half-naked photos or naked photos on your dating app to try and attract someone, you know what you're doing. Yeah. There is an implicit consent that, yes, I am doing this. Yeah. If someone is doing that to you in public, like looking you up and down, acting like that, there is no implicit consent. Yeah. They're just being a creep. Yeah, for real. But, okay, get this right. If, okay, let's say a girl had came in to a room. Now, I am, I believe that this doesn't allow anybody to do anything because that doesn't mean you're asking for it. Right. None of this means you're asking for it. Right. You came in and let's say you had the skimpiest bikini on. You, we all see those skimpy bikinis. It just covers your vagina and that's it. Yeah, I know what you're talking covers about. Covers your nipples and that's it. Pretty much, right? Like pasty bikinis. Yeah. Yes. So let's say he came in with a room like that. Yeah. You And this person is... I've had situations all the time, been in situations where not me in this bikini, but somebody else, like a friend, is something similar to that and they're getting mad because everybody's looking at them. Right. Why are you getting mad that everybody's looking at you and you're wearing this? <laughs> of course, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Everybody, of course people are, so don't get mad when people are, look. that's not perving is what I shouldn't have said. People are looking at you. Like objectifying. Yeah, because they're sitting there thinking to themselves, wow, what a nice body. Wow, da, da. Some people are thinking pretty negative about it. It doesn't matter. You're getting mad because you're getting judgment off of it. Yes. But you came out like that. Now, when we get to the far line of somebody coming up and groping you, that's, that's a no. Yeah, you're not asking right. for somebody to grope you. None, none of that is saying, come touch me. None yeah. of that is saying that. But look-wise... I don't think you should get mad when someone's when someone's looking at you. They looking you up and down, and they like, "Damn, your ass is out." <laughs> okay, in that context, I will agree. Yeah, thank you. Because yeah, <laughs> it's um, I can't remember who said this at one point in time, but there was the, there used to be this old online argument of like, "Oh, why do people get so pissed off when you see them in their underwear? You're gonna see them in the same thing if they go out swimming." It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, the difference here is implicit consent exactly. because if you're like walk in on someone in their underwear that's different yeah. they never said come in they never said hey look at me if you walk out in swimming trunks or a bikini you are literally putting this on it is a conscious choice you are making to be hey look at me exactly that's it there's people who get mad like oh, they keep looking at me i don't like that shit you see what the fuck you're wearing right now oh. <laughs> i i'm still looking at you like i when you're not paying attention i'm looking at your body because i'm just like he looks good or not whoa like at the yeah. end of the day whoa yes exactly and i would say like it's wrong to for for like society to expect you to like immediately be okay with someone looking at you but at the same time if you're making the conscious choice to put on something that is going to be showing off most of yourself yeah 
then at some point you have to accept that you are in some way giving implicit consent to say, hey, look at me. Yeah, I mean, that's like walking out walking out in the streets butt naked and getting mad because people are telling you to put clothes on. <laughs> that's, I mean, at the end, that's literally what it's like. Yeah. like you're, you're getting mad because someone say, hey, put some clothes on. Ugh, why? I, I, it's my body, my choice. That's, I feel like at that point when you're, okay, so when you go out and you're putting something on because you, you, you like to put it, yeah, I get it. I'm putting it on because I like to put it on. You know, I look good in it. Yes. When you step out that door, that changes to yes. I like I want to put it on because I know I look good on it. It changes from yeah, you like to put it on because you know you look good on it. You want to, but you're wearing it out because you know you want everybody to know you look good in it. Yes. You want everybody to see you look good in it. Yeah. So that's where you have you don't have a right to say this is going to come out wrong, but you you don't have a right to say my body, my choice when it comes to getting mad because people are looking at you. Now, when you're in a situation of you don't like something, somebody touching you or being around you, you have a right to say it. Yeah. Because just because I walk out in a skimpy ass bikini don't mean I want somebody grabbing my ass. Right. So, but when it comes to going out and people are looking at you, I, I tell people this all the time when they get mad. I can't believe I have friends like that who get mad because people are looking at you. At first thing, I'd be like, well, you see what the hell you're wearing? <laughs> first thing, I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, what does that mean? You barely have a shirt on. <laughs> your titties are out. Right. I, I, the only thing that's being covered is your nipples. Right. So now, And you're mad? Because <laughs> I'm staring at you. <laughs> like, I've been looking <laughs> this whole time. So yeah, of course, Buddy across the room was looking at you too. We looked at each other and we made eye contact. Like, you see that? Like, yeah, I see that. Like, come on, bro. We, we both, we both, like, we're both looking at you. Everybody's looking at you. The waitress was looking at you. The bartender was looking at you. Like, your daddy, if he was here, he'd be looking at you. Like, it's inappropriate as that, but not like that. More like, what the hell is my daughter wearing? Right. You know what I'm trying to say? So, um, yeah. With that instance like that, with but going back to on the social media part, yeah, I feel like if you're going to, I feel like if you're going to, you need to watch what you wear because if you don't like the idea of somebody jerking off to your pictures, don't fucking post it. Yeah. Um, I agree for the most part. I do say it comes down to like, we as a society need to necessarily not necessarily, but we as a society need to maybe to reflect on that saying like, it's not necessarily the person's fault. Yeah. Because like, you know, no, like you, everyone should dress how they're comfortable. If they want to show off, they want to show off. Yeah. Whatever. We shouldn't shame them for wanting to show off. We shouldn't shame them for being upset that people are doing things they're not necessarily comfortable with. Right. But at the end of the day, because it is a society and we do live around other people, we need to understand with ourselves that there sometimes maybe things we don't like, like an implicit consent, if you are showing off. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean... And I don't... I know that's going to be taken way so far out of context. I don't mean implicit consent in touching or anything like that. I mean, like, if you were walking, as the drunk said, if you were walking out the door in something that is showing off 100%, then... People are going to look, and you're just giving that implicit consent because you chose to leave the house in that. Yeah, and then which at and if you want to, cool, more power to you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm just saying that like people are going to do it no matter what. Yeah, they're going to look no matter what. Yeah, you could be wearing like a full like t-shirt that covers everything, jeans that cover everything. People are still going to look. Yeah, of course, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you 
people are going to look at you regardless. Yeah. And that's completely 100%. This whole conversation might get taken out of context to somebody who's very sensitive. But, I mean, people are going to fucking look. Watch what you... If you don't want people to look, watch what you put on. Or don't leave. Go off the grid. <laughs> people are going to look at you regardless. Because we... I think we all we always forget that there's more people to this world. I forget all the time until I step out to fucking Walmart. And I'm like, where do all these fucking people come from? <laughs> like, I was convinced there's only like four of us on this earth. <laughs> Sometimes we forget that there's more people on this earth. Yeah. And it's it's kind of... it. It gives you a little anxiety sometimes. It does. To see these random people. And if you want to really be mind fucked, yeah, this is going to fuck, because this fucks me in the head every time I think about it. So, you know how, like, it feels like it's your world? It's not. It's not. But, okay, so just get it right. It, it feels like it's your world sometimes. Sure. And because that's all you're experiencing is you. Yeah. Okay. Go to like a parking lot where it's like really busy or go somewhere like it's really busy and just sit in your car, just sit somewhere and just stare at everybody. And then really focusing on how it's not your world. That person thinks it's their world. And that person thinks it's their world. And that person thinks it's their world. And the events, it's like a TV. You think like what the events that are happening with you is like a TV show almost, like a movie or something. That person having the same feeling. Mm -hmm. All at the same fucking time. Yeah. And like all of y'all are just like this. And then what kills me every time, I'm like this person has a fucking life. Yeah. The same way I have a fucking life. Mm-hmm. That shit's fucking crazy. Like, and then you really think about it, this person could be getting beat. This person could be eating people. This person could have somebody in their fucking um, cellar raping people. Yeah. This person could be the next Gandhi. This person could be the next Martin Luther King. Like you never know. And that's fucking crazy. It is. And um, riffing off of that, I wanted to talk about this, and I'll talk about it more in later episodes, but one thing I would like to specifically talk about is there's this YouTube channel slash blog slash book that I read. And I say slash book because the book is coming out later this year. Mm -hmm. But it is called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Okay? Mm -hmm. And there is... It's John Koenig is the man. He is an etymologist. He, which means he studies languages Mm -hmm. and he has made it his, I guess, life goal. I don't know, but his current goal, because he has this book coming out called the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. And he goes, he takes languages from all around the world, words from all around the world, breaks them down to their roots and combines them. And in his own words, the mission is to create words for feelings and emotions we have always had, but never had the word for. Mm Mm-hmm. For your specifically, that is one of the words he actually defined. <laughs> it is called sonder. And it is defined as a noun. Quote, the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, think about that shit so deeply. That shit fucks with you. Think about it, it high, guys. That shit's not good. <laughs> Freaks you the fuck out. Yeah, no. So, like, 100%. Look up his... Tumblr blog, look up his videos. If you enjoy them, go to Amazon, pre-order his book. He deserves it. It is amazing. And some of those words, when you stop and listen to them or read them or think about them, will honestly change your outlook on life. That's crazy. I'm up for anything to change my outlook on life. Because, um, I'm trying to think of another example, but yeah, um, oh, not another example. Following that up, talking about, like, you said, like, we feel like this is our world, but it's really not. There is a philosophy that states, technically you are wrong. 
Uh-huh. So you, you know what philo- you know philosophy, yeah? Uh-huh. Right? The mental gymnastics and the mental ideas of like we don't necessarily understand how the world works, so we're going to try and make a uh, make ourselves understand. Mm-hmm. There's philosophy called solipsism. S o s o l i p s i s m. Solipsism. Mm-hmm. Solipsism states that the world is ours because nothing outside of the self can ever truly be proven to be real. Mm. Like we, like you and I, me as a person, you as a person, you cannot guarantee that outside of your own mind, anything is real. Oh, yeah. For all we know, the world around us, like even like for, from my perspective, even you, could just be something my mind has created so that it, it, it itself does not go insane. Mm-hmm. That's what's, and that's boiling it down a lot, but that's the basic idea of solipsism. Nothing outside of the self can truly ever be proven to be real. So therefore maybe nothing is real. That's, that's mind fucking. <laughs> you know why? Cause what if everything around you is fake? Yeah. And it is a vivid of your imagination. Yeah. And we're just like, a single consciousness floating through the void and just creating things around us so we don't go absolutely insane. But we are going insane <laughs> because we just created a whole life yep. for ourselves. Yep. We're fucking crazy. <laughs> this is why, but it, it, this is why humans don't need, this is why we don't need um, access to certain things because of theories like this. Mm-hmm. And to finish everything off before we end, the one thing I will say, if you want to explore that idea a little bit more, but in the opposite direction, there is another dictionary of obscure sorrow word, and I'm going to try and find it. But the basic gist of it is saying it's when you hit ha- when you hit this realization within yourself that you are not at home in nature anymore. Not at all. Because like we as humans came from a common ancestor that we share with apes, etc. Yeah. At one point in time, we were just animals. Yes? Yeah. Nowadays, if we go out and, like, say, like, try and live off the grid or live in the forest, Mm -hmm. we don't be, we are not part of it anymore. Right. We have removed ourselves from the equation for so long that if we try and go back into it, we can't. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know what that, that's what you just said reminded me of? What? There's this comedian. Okay, this is so it's so fucked up and mm-hmm. disrespectful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you sure you want to say this? I mean, I, I didn't say it. I was just quoting it. I know, but are you sure you want to like repeat it? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we can just end here. You don't have to do. It this. has to do with race. <laughs> So anyway. Yeah, like, but it's just quoted because I thought it was funny when he had, the comedian had said it. It's a comedian. I thought it was funny when he had said it. Mm-hmm. I would have, no, I'm not going to say it on here. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.